Shut up and sit down. How are we all getting on? Welcome back. Take care. Go study. So last week, myself, Dean and Martin spent a couple of days up at the Dublin Tech Summit. So I guess you could say this episode is brought to you by the letter T. We're going to talk everything about about the Tech Summit, from the talks to the tech to the terrific startups. Well, Martin, how are you? Nice to have you back. What's the crack? Good, good, good. So, it's actually, uh, I think we were only saying this the other day, it's nice to have a few days of rest and relaxation after the chaos that was the Dublin Tech Summit. Yeah, nice to have a couple of days off indeed. Um, I don't know, should we allude to what happened with our last podcast or not? Yeah, we'll tell them. I, I, I shit the bed. I lost my computer. Well, the laptop shit the bed. Uh, had everything ready, exported everything, and then it decided it needed a Windows rollback. So... We've rehearsed and we're ready to rumble a second time. We got this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think it's a, it's going to be interesting to kind of uh, see how we can, like what it's like to actually have kind of half rehearsed a podcast. That's going to be kind of weird. But I actually, I think I, I've actually heard that there's no podcast on this planet that hasn't lost an episode. Um, And I think there's one podcast I was following a while back and they lost it and they didn't go back and re-record it. And I think that that's a, that's a shame. So, here we are. Let's give it a lash. Let's go. So, right. Tech Summit. How would you find us? Yeah, so I thought being second year of the Tech Summit, um, like year one was really impressive. Like, you know, I, I was a big advocate of Web Summit. I was a massive fan of it. And I'm sure you'll attest to the fact I don't shut up about it. We know. We, you told us enough times. It, it, was, <laughs> it was wonderful. It was amazing. Well, we're going to Portugal this year. Put that in your head. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's in the calendar. November, goose on tour in Portugal. So yeah, no, it was their their first year was really really good. Um, I was blown away by it the first year. I thought it was fantastic. The conference center was a great spot for it. You only know, got Gary V up there and all that kind of crack. And Wi Fi that worked. And Wi Fi that worked. That was a welcome change from Web Summit. I'll give them that much. That 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 was important for me. And then year two, like okay, the Casey Neistat, great speaker to have headlining. Um, I felt that there was a lot of like free tickets handed out, like to to students or whatever. Uh, I think a lot of students came to see Casey Neistat on day one. Place got really packed. They hadn't opened the the main stage. Actually, um, yeah, go on. Explain explain what happened there because K, K, I'm calling it Casey Mania. It, it was like the Be- Casey Mania. It yeah, was, it was like the Beatles showed up. There was children crying. There was people fainting. There was children running down the road after his taxi, and you were just like, "Yeah, like did David Beckham show up or what the fuck? Like your man's good, but he's, he's I didn't think so. That yeah, like obviously, uh, I'm not not gonna be dissing Casey. Like I love his video style and his YouTube stuff. Like he's fantastic to watch. Uh, he's really entertaining, but like. It was like, you know, when U2 tickets go on sale and people, like, queue up for two days beforehand and, like, sleep in chairs outside and stuff like that. That's kind of what it felt like. There was people effectively camping on the stage, uh, like, sitting in there from, like, six or seven talks early to get their spot for Casey Neistat. Uh, and, like, the knock-on effect was some people who had, like, been in trying to actually see the talks beforehand couldn't get in. Um, 
and they miss talks and it, I don't know I think having a headline act like that is great but at the same time it kind of has a knock-on effect for everybody else and the madness really was that because they hadn't opened the big big stage at I was the top just floor. Going to say that yeah they really needed to open up the top floor because I remember like the first year like we were able to go in see Gary Vee we were able to go in see Cindy Gallup yeah look there was a bit of a queue in thing but like it wasn't anywhere near like it was like I mean the big, pro- the only downside for me really of that whole Casey Mania was the fact that we weren't allowed up the stairs for best part of twenty minutes. Yeah, like it was, it was a complete bottleneck. Yeah. Um, it just felt like the room he was in wasn't built to cater for that kind of footfall. Yeah. Um, but look, look, that's the negatives aside out of the way. Um, I think year one the startups were incredible. Like you know, we met some great startups, and there was more of them. But this year they had that dedicated startup stage, which meant they had fewer startups. But personally, I think that the startups were a way better quality. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I thought the startups that we met were bloody amazing. Like we got some real good uh, insights to what customers are going to see down the years, and we're we're definitely going to hit that a bit later. But even the summit in general, the way it was laid laid out with the floor was laid out, it was it didn't feel as compact and packed in as it was last yeah. year. I mean, I know last year they wanted to get people in the door and everything like that, but I think with it, with the way they planned it this year in terms of how they organised that floor, it was a lot more accessible. It was a lot, e- especially from our perspective, it was a lot easier to stop and actually talk to people without yeah, absolutely getting you know jammed and awkwardly felt up by people trying to get around you to find where they were going. <laughs> yeah. Not that I, I have a problem with anybody awkwardly <laughs> feeling me up, you know. I think that the really exciting thing, though, is uh, not getting felt up, but the, the really exciting thing is that there was kind of murmurs around the summit this, this year that it had been ra- they'd kind of tapered it back a little bit this year. Now, why they did that after the momentum of year one, I don't know. But apparently that now that they've confirmed there will be another tech summit next year in May, um, apparently they're going to go really big next year instead. So it's going to be really exciting to see, I don't know, Oh look! I'd love to see them outgrow the the conference center and go to the RDS. I don't think they're there yet. If they're closing off floors of the, the honest, conference center, to be honest, if the weather is anything like it was this year, next year in in May when we when we go again next year, I'm hoping it stays in town because we're nice and yeah. we're nice and nearby pubs and stuff, and I'm happy with yeah, that. We we made good use of the old uh, urban brewing there and uh, drinking Elvis juice and whatnot. Yeah, what the hell was that? I don't know, it was bloody gorgeous. It's like half a pint, so it was the smallest glass of beer I've ever had in my life. Yeah. 6.7% or something, and cost like 7 euros. Like, all of those things, all those things I just said in that sentence should make me angry, but it was so tasty. It was, it was yeah, I, I had a little uh, sip under the watchful eye. I mean, after you pay 7 euros for half a pint, you can't blame me for watching it. <laughs> <laughs> would have killed you if you took any more than a mouthful. <laughs> Even did. a mouthful would have been too much. Yeah, it was, you know, just, just yeah. enough to, you know, to wet the lips a little bit, and it was like, hmm... Look, if we get the weather we got this year, we get the kind of setup that we had this year in terms of the startups, and there's just a little bit of better organisation in terms of the stage management. Then I think we're, I think you've got a fantastic conference there. Yeah, like I think, like, like I said, all in all, I think it's like some of the talks were incredible, some of the speakers were incredible, um, the startups were great. Like and like day two was so easy to navigate. It was great. Um, like all in all, I think. It's probably down to we're a little bit more experienced this year as well, but I think we had a better summit this year than we had first year. So if we take the experience that we have of year one and and the the, the kind of the, the, the scale of year one and add it to the experience of year two, 
and then in year three it kind of comes into this great massive tech summit 2019 i think it's gonna be a great year for it can't wait yeah so that's the tech summit boom let's talk about the talks the talk, talk about the talks talk 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 yeah. talk 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 yeah let's talk about the talks because there was some absolute rippers there i mean because we've already touched on casey let's talk about his talk because drama yeah the, the, this is over the top madness like it was i don't know i it annoyed me a little bit like again i don't want to rip on casey too much because i think he's pretty cool I have no problem ripping on him. I like the guy. I think he's fantastic. But I'm going to rip on him. He was a bloody diva. Yeah, diva. Perfect word. Man needs a Snickers. Completely ridiculous. <laughs> um, so you go on. Explain, explain what happened. Like, like, we all know. I mean, Casey made his background off of Joe videos. He's been making videos. He's been a YouTuber. Yeah. Doing some out- outrageous stuff. I mean, I know you You've you were talking about Joe, his work around the Apple stuff back in the day if you want to go into a bit of detail on that but oh anyway. yeah like the the apple not having replaceable batteries and that was like his first big famous video was ripping yeah. into apple yeah but then this fella rushed well rushed the stage in mad air quotes a fella went up onto stage and basically <laughs> the slowest <laughs> rushing of a stage ever <laughs> he, he strolled up like talk about security protocols but anyway your man strolled up and was like let's get a selfie and he just kind of fobbed him off and goes i don't you know make your own fame don't be trying to get get up off my shoulders or whatever and you're like yeah hand, handle that better like do you know what i mean you're you're an icon to these people just tell him fuck off kindly yeah to- total diva like it was hardly like your man was in the nip streaking across the stage like you know he, do- he went up looking for a selfie or a fist bump or something like that like he was trying to create a piece of unique video content which is exactly what Casey Neistat does for a living um, I don't know I think you said it best diva yeah fantastic talk otherwise yeah yeah like I, I, I to be honest I haven't actually really checked out his talk too much um, no, because like I went I went and watched back the, the video of it from start it's good yeah it interesting talk you know just talking about Joe kind of similar to the Gary Vee thing in terms of Joe just just work your ass off if you work you're, and you work harder than anybody else you'll get the talent and yeah you, you'll make it you know good, good yeah, nice yeah. positive message speech and look at me I'm fucking awesome for doing it yeah, and so can and so can you. And look, all credit. Um, other talks that were class. I mean, AR was all over the place. It was all yeah. AR, and, and I was loving it, absolutely loving it. Because and, and I know you were, because f- you basically went living in in, in an <laughs> AR world. Yeah. So I, this is well, I guess because we had to re-record. I'm actually on the full week challenge that I gave myself. I didn't fully succeed in my goal of building an AR app, but I did build an AR thing that did stuff it was like took my goose business card and um put a 3d rendering of my head stuck to it so you can kind of move the business card and my head pops up totally please, useful please stuff. please check that out on twitter because it is the most terrifying thing you're ever going to see on the internet you know if you're going to scan your head and put it on a business card at least smile i mean you're the second person that said that to me or is Smile, it the yeah. second time you've said that to me? I, I can't remember. But yeah, somebody give out to me for not smiling on my 3D rendering. Uh, you can check it out on my Twitter, at Martin Meany, and I think Goost underscore IE also shared it. Thank yes, we did. Um, did. Plug, plug. So First of many. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a plug-heavy episode, my friends. Um, Look, we've, got a lot of peop- we've got a lot of cool people to talk about. But um, yeah, Yeah, so anyway, you, you went playing with... 
Um, Unity AR, if I'm correct, that was the platform you built. Yeah, the so uh, dancing I think robot, the the head card. How, yeah, how did this come Unity about? Treaty. So yeah, we were talking, or we were sitting watching a guy with no shoes, the Bibinator. The Bibinator. Uh, so Bibinator. he's a guy from Unity Treaty. Um, and yeah, it was it was actually yeah. This came down to so his talk was awesome. Thought it was really really good. Um, he went through the usual stuff of why AR is cool. But it actually, my favorite moment of the summit came in this talk, and it wasn't down to him at all. It was down to a question that came from somebody in the crowd. Now, I'm just looking on Twitter here, because I'm after forgetting once again. This is exactly what happened the first time we recorded this. I was like, I was pausing really slowly while talking because I'm looking something up that I need This to- was the one... This is the woman that she's do she's doing like an after school course with some kids, teaching them how to build in AR. Yeah, so such, such a cool idea. She runs a web a website and an after school project um called cccscaries.com. Her name is Sabine. Um so I think she's originally from Germany. And yeah, she runs an after school project where kids come in and they actually learn how to do AR. And and that just got me thinking, going, oh my God, if this is after school projects, I need to be learning AR. Um, yeah. So I downloaded. Um, the kids are coming, man. They're they're coming. Yeah, like uh, I was like, I can't let the kids be ahead of me on this. I'm the editor of a technology site. I need to get ahead of this. Um, so I downloaded Unity 3D, downloaded Vuforia, um, and just got cracking. And like within day one, I had built like a really basic. Uh, look me up on Instagram on Pmini as well. I have some stuff there too. You'll see there's like some videos of a little robot guy dancing on a business card, and then I built the one with my 3D rendering. Um, because Sony actually sent me over some of the new Xperia stuff, and they actually have 3D scanning software built in. So it was like really really cool that I actually had all the stuff to play with. Um, review coming soon. Review coming very soon. A lot of reviews coming soon. Uh there's. Google Wi-Fi coming soon. There's the new XZ2 coming soon. Sky Sky Soundbox is coming soon. Uh, a pair of glasses that you wear when you're using your computer called Amber. That's also coming soon. Uh, Echo Spots coming soon. Uh, yeah, shit, there's a load of stuff coming soon. So yeah, make yeah. sure you follow us on all our channels and stuff because everything is coming soon. Um, What's the channels? You can follow us on Goost underscore IE for Twitter. Facebook forward slash Goost. And some other channels, but they're the main ones. Um, All rights reserved. Uh, side effects <laughs> may contain. Side effects may contain. Uh, oh, uh, inglorious laughter. And, and make make sure you crime. make sure you also register for our podcast on all good podcast channels. And if they don't have it, then they're not good. So you know. Yeah. Fact. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Back to business. We were talking about the lady with her after school program. <coughs> I, I thought that was really interesting personally because. I've, I think I've probably talked to you about this before. I can't understand some of the subjects that we're still teaching in schools. And yet this is something that we can clearly see the future. And yet we're not teaching that in schools, but at the same time we're telling... We're, did you see the news reports in like the papers and the news and stuff in the last week saying, we're going to ban children from having their phones in school, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Technology is bad. It's help, destroying their attention spans. Here, lads, get stuffed phone use it use the technology to make people smarter you know we can make education more interesting by integrating the likes of augmented reality virtual reality you can 
teach people through these platforms. I mean, with AR, the first year with the bag full of books that looks ridiculous probably needs half the books because they become a bit more interactive. Use the camera on the phone, suddenly the mountain gets all 3D and whatnot. It gives you all the information you need. Geography is suddenly interesting. Do the same with maths. Probably won't be interesting, but it'll be a lot easier to understand. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, it's... I, I really don't get why we don't embrace these new technologies. Like, you know, when I was in school, we were told to read books. Like, don't get me wrong, I, I enjoy reading books now. But, like, we were told to read books when I would have much preferred to watch documentaries on TV. And now, instead of wanting to watch documentaries and read books, kids have smartphones. So why not just bloody embrace AR, embrace phones, embrace all this new tech? Like what Sabina is doing with the cccscaries.com. Like, I remember working down in, uh, in Moira, or beside Moiras in Limerick, um, when the, the Northside Learning Hub. And we were teaching kids like how to use technology to be creative and to build. And we were re- recording like uh, two microphones either end, of, either end of a room and clapping. And then actually looking at the waveform on the computer and showing them like that's the speed of sound. Like that's the kind of cool stuff you can make. You can make education so practical and so real. Um, and then you hear this madness of people like trying to ban phones in schools altogether. I mean, I can understand there's a, there is an ideology of tech is bad, and a lot of that is coming from you know government people, people who don't actually understand tech. They understand politics. And yeah, I think we're go- we'll actually get onto a bit that in a bit more detail because that was another talk we found yeah, really no, interesting. Yeah, no, you, you're going to get me ranting right now. So <laughs> go, go. Yeah, actually streamline it nicely. Anyway, long story short, before we move on to that next talk, use the technology in schools. Let's not be afraid of it. It's an awful shame that somebody like Sabine has to be doing an after an after school class when she should be in the school from like eleven to one. Yeah, and, two, and getting two, some sort of government funding for it, and do and just doing it in schools. Yeah, absolutely. Like it, it, it should be like to do coding. You have to understand maths, and like I couldn't think of a more fun, interactive way of learning maths than coding. They they just pan together so well, and that that was the first AR talk. There was the second one, which was that lovely lady that works for Blipper. She blew my mind. Yeah, that Blipper stuff was really cool. Like the the AR car insurance pricing, and like, that was all incredible stuff. The maps, IKEA. The shopping, yeah. exper- the shopping experiences that are going to be developed from AR are going to be crazy. Yeah, no, crazy. Th- like it's, it's like AR is, it's like, I think the title of her talk was, is AR dead? And like, it's what happens all the time. It's like this, it goes through that wave of it's, it's really cool. It's really boring now. And then what happens is, so AR kind of had its moment and then now it's in the quiet period. And this is where all the cool stuff starts happening in companies where they're like developing apps and they're like their technology's maturing, they're after learning what their mistakes were, and then in a couple of years, like maybe a year or two time, they come out with something that's really cool. Like the important thing is you look at Android um has AR Core, um and I think it's AR Core and Apple has is it AR Kit or something like that? Something um, along those lines. Like anyway. You have these two massive companies that are basically creating AR platforms, which means it's going nowhere. It's going to be huge. Yep. I mean, and we even saw that from that talk from Blipper. They showed us the IKEA, the IKEA purchasing app. So in the IKEA purchasing app, what you're able to do is like pick the furniture that you want in your room, kind of like design your room a little bit, and see how everything was going to fit and look in your room before you went and bought it. Just simple, clever. Use the phone and move on and then purchase from the app that's fantastic after doing that research i found an app for a website you know i was telling you about it there's a company that sells uh, glasses 
and they use the ca again use the selfie cam on your phone to show you how your glasses will look before you buy them. Beautifully simple, but it just takes the bullshit away from buying online. Yeah, and I can't wait. I cannot wait for one of the fashion brands to get on board because you know the second the fashion brand gets on board, that's when that is here to stay. And whoever that fashion brand is who picks that up, they are in the fucking money, man. Yeah, they of really are. And like I think you actually pointed out the first time we recorded, like to save money on returns because people are happier. Yeah, you're able to try it on virtually, try on a dress or try on pants before you before you buy it. You know what size you're getting because you know it has been fitted on you, and you know what it's going to look like. So there's a lot less surprise when you take it out of the wrapper, try it on, and go, "Oh, that's not what I exactly what I ordered." So they're going to save a fortune on returns. So we're very, just on logistics costs alone, they're going to save an absolute fortune. In terms of an increase in sales, if they're the only people doing it, and whoever's the first to do it, they're going to be the ones who figurehead this movement. So people are naturally going to move towards using them Yeah. first off the bat. So you're just talking money, money, money. I can't, I can't wait. Yeah, no, I, I think AR is going to be incredible. Like there's... I think there, there's enough support out there. And, like, to be honest with you, from what I could see in, like, the, the week-long challenge I gave myself to build an app, like, being honest, I only had a couple of hours a night to throw at it. And even I got that pretty quickly. Like, it's, you know, you download two pieces of software and you're up and running. Um, Imagine what a, t a team of dedicated developers are going to be able to Yeah, who actually know what they're doing. They're not fumbling around the dark like I was. It's going to be incredible. Uh, no, so those, like, the two AR talks were brilliant casey was brilliant the only other talk really that and that this is going to open a can of worms but policing the internet that yeah okay so there's two other talks back and let you go <laughs> so there's two other talks i want to talk about so remind me to come back to pointy in a minute but first up uh so yeah policing the internet so this talk was probably one of the most boring talks that we could have sat through um like technically there wasn't anything too exciting in it but I got a bit ranty in my head about it because it's all about who should be policing the internet. And it, like, you know, you look at China who's hyper-regulating um, the internet in terms of like, you can't use Facebook, you can't use Google, or at least you can't use them easily or you shouldn't be using them. Um, so it just got me thinking about the Pirate Bay. So now none of us, like the Pirate Bay is actually, not that we'd be using it, a very legitimate website. Um, it's a file sharing website that just happens to have a lot of illegal file sharing. Unfortunately, does it? Does it? I've never, I've never. No, I, I've, I've only ever uh, downloaded open, open, uh, licensed stuff on it that's out of copyright. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've never, I've never used it. I, I wouldn't do anything illegal on the internet. So I've, I've only heard heard about this from friends of friends and third parties. I don't. What? Well, Legal believe it or not, internet. in a couple of years' time, that's actually probably going to be the truth because it's... So right now, if you're on Virgin Media or if you're on uh, so a home broadband with Virgin Media or if you're on uh, your mobile phone with Tree, they actually block access to the Pirate Bay. If you're on Air, they don't. Um, which is, for me, straight away, that's a massive problem because there's inconsistent regulation or there's one network provider being punished more than another or there's one standing up for the user while another isn't um i don't I, like i don't know what the cause is here but there's inconsistent regulation and that's wrong straight off the bat like i look at 
Mark Zuckerberg talking to Congress there last week and having to explain how Facebook makes revenue by using ads. We do. Uh, we make ads, huh? Or yeah. we run ads. We run ads. I think was the T-shirt I saw. Yeah. Is that we run ads? Yeah, um, it was just like wow. How these people are like. I know. Look, to be honest with you, after the whole Cambridge Analytica thing, you can understand why there's a push to push regulations on the likes of Facebook and service providers on the internet. But are those people the types of people who should be putting the regulation? I mean, if they can't, te- if they don't know how a company like Facebook makes money, I don't think they should be entitled to have any say in how they're regulated because clearly they don't know how things operate or how things work yeah, in, that, like, in that field. Nothing scares me more than somebody who, like a Healy Ray, coming out and saying, I'm sure I don't use smartphones. Why should anybody use a smartphone? Like, that's 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 what I see in politics. Like that's what I see. It's like people that don't use smartphones or don't see the value in smartphones have a say over the entire country's relationship to smartphones. Um and like the internet it has to like I understand the internet needs regulation to a certain extent. It needs to be policed. But some of the people in government are not the ones to police it at all. They don't know enough about it. They don't see the benefits, they only see the negatives. They're, di- they're, di- they're technological dinosaurs, some of them. And I picked out the Healy Rays as an example. I do apologise, but to be fair, I'm pretty sure they think the world is flat. Yeah, I mean, I had the solution. I think I have the solution. Go for it. The Goose Study Policing the Internet Task Force. <laughs> oh, good Jesus, no. <laughs> I don't see what could possibly go wrong. But at least, you know, to a certain extent... There's a certain amount of technological information there. Like, like you look at what happened over in the States as well with, uh, when Trump got in. Trump, not somebody you want policing the internet, but one of his tech advisors was Elon Musk. And only for Trump was such a cock that Elon Musk actually had to step down because he's like, yeah, I can't be doing this anymore. Um, yeah, I can't but like deal with that, this mental case. But that was a good scenario. That was a good setup to be in where, you know, you actually have somebody who really knows their shit. Not saying... Goost is in any way affiliated with or on the same level as Elon Musk but you have Not to yet. have so, some kind of people who know what's going on like obviously a bit tongue in cheek saying it could be us but like there is people in Ireland who are technologically mind. like take the guys who create something like Stripe or uh, the guys that run Plink any of these super tech companies could easily step up and do that 100% I, I totally agree I think you get the companies involved and then you filter through what they come up with because obviously they're going to put things in there that you know, keep, keeps them in a safe space yeah. in terms of how they manage that or how they interact with customers. So you, you can get them to give an initial framework and then build on that. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the way to go, personally. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. It, it's, a really, it's, an inter- it's an interesting subject, especially off the back of everything that's happened in recent weeks. And like, where do we go from here on that? And I, th- I really think that talk was very interesting for that because it wasn't a case of here's what we're going to do and here's how we're doing it. It's more, look lads, here's the here's the situation and what the future brings. That's up to that's up to us to to decide. And I think that what that's a, such a cool thing in technology that we're right now at this point. In technology, in a technological world where we're at the cusp of something changing forever, yeah, and it's it's interesting. Like I think I I heard a phrase during the week. I think it's absolutely perfect here. So 
I don't think anybody knows how the internet should be regulated. Like, it's it's a complete unknown. <coughs> but, a little bit of information is a lot. And in, in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. So I think that if you get somebody that knows a little bit about tech, that knows a little bit about what could happen and what should be done, they're the ones that should be doing it. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, I think that's a good way to wrap up what about the talk side of the song. Oh, there's that I mean, one other talk, I guess. Or they're kind oh, of yeah. Maybe this is actually a segue. I don't know. So actually, yeah, it, well, I believe so because we also went to another talk about e-commerce, and that might sound business to business and that terrifying, ugly word. But to be honest with you, Martin, I think found something a bit business to customer, and obviously, Goose being the entity that it is. We like to bring technology to the people. It's not about the businesses. It's not really about what they're going to do. It's more about who, who the end user is, what that can benefit them, and how using technology and integrating your life with technology can make it better. And on that little get-go, I'll let you run. Was that an ad for Goose in the podcast? Kind of, maybe, no. It was just kind of... T- <laughs> Well, it was just teeing you up. I'm, if we want to call it an ad, we can call it an ad. But yeah, yeah, it was anyway. an ad. I liked it. I liked it. Um, so, yeah. So, the the guy that was talking, I can't remember his name, but he was from Pointy. Um, so, Pointy is like, it's obviously, their their model is that they install devices in businesses and help them get online and start selling stuff. That's great. Um, because there's actually a shocking amount of Irish businesses that aren't online. It's, it's an incredible amount. It's something like, apparently it's like, possibly three quarters of that's off the top of my head. I, um, I, I, I believe it. Like, I mean, you've both seen, we've all seen the companies we even work for and how recent online business is for those type of businesses. So it's... Yeah. So It's a cool, it's an interesting time, but Pointy really does take a different approach to getting co- companies online. Yeah, so they have their own app and everything. So a store, So a store comes along, gets Pointy installed, then they scan all their stock, and it feeds into Pointy. Then as a shopper, I download Pointy to my phone and I type in a product that I'm looking for and Pointy tells me the nearest shop that has it. Now, the reason this is really cool Simple. is because there was like this random drink that I, I tasted in Germany. It's like an after-dinner liqueur um, where it's called Fernet Blanco, I think it is, or Branco. And Can I ask you a question? Yes, sir. When did you get posh? Uh, apparently just about halfway through that sentence when I was getting prepared to say liqueur, um, that's a, about the exact moment I became posh. All right, yeah, uh, yeah. Go back to the way you normally were. <laughs> <laughs> a liqueur. Um, yeah, there we go. So, so yeah, it's called Fernet Blanco, and it's like you, you, when you're really full after dinner, or if you're after drinking a load of drink and having a heap of points, and you have to eat a kebab. Um, there we go. So basically, you need to settle your stomach. You drink a shot of this stuff, and it's actually incredible if you're stuffed like keeled over with a sore stomach after eating. This stuff pretty much cures you. So I had no idea where I'd get this in Dublin. And like sitting and listening to your man's talk, downloaded the app as it was going on. And like literally within 30 seconds, I'd found like five off licenses near me that had it. And I've never seen this drink in Dublin before. But Pointy helped me find, I think it's not for your like day-to-day shopping. I think it's when you're looking for that kind of obscure product. That's kind of hard to find. You download Pointy and you check it out. Um, now it does look like it's limited to Dublin at the minute I actually downloaded it when I was back home in Kilkenny and there was, there was nothing but, yeah I tested it out in Limerick it's not there yet But can there, we, can, I want to test something out with our, our listeners anybody who's in Dublin download the Pointy app right 
and literally find the most obscure thing you can think of. Oh, yes. T- take the screenshot and send it to us on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, any of the platforms. We want to see how good this pro- plaf- this program is and how obscure and really how weird are our listeners. So the gauntlet has been thrown down, people. The pointy challenge, I love it. The pointy challenge. The gauntlet has been thrown down. Let's see what people come back with. Hold on, hold on, let's do it. Hashtag pointy challenge. Hashtag pointy. Yep, game on. All right. All That's right. a great idea. Yeah, yeah. So Let's see, let's see how that lands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's um, that is uh, yeah. Pointies are just a, a really cool app, and like I really like Pointy because obviously yeah, they're helping businesses, but they're also helping consumers. Like they're actually like okay, it's 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 limited to Dublin right now, but they've got like one percent of all sales in the US by the end of this year apparently. That's a lot of money. Like, when you think about it in the grand scheme of things, one percent of American money. Oh, it's it's silly. Like all e-commerce, like one percent of all e-commerce sales. I think he said by November is what they think. Yeah, that's oh. the, just just think about how many zeros that is. Good God, it's incredible. So yeah, pointy. That 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 was a that was a gem. That was an absolute gem. Yeah, by accident. So yeah. right, that actually leads us nicely on to our third and final section of the podcast. The startups. This was the most fun part of the day of the two days for me. I know you you felt the same. I know Dean felt the same, because holy crap, some of the companies were amazing. Some of the people were fantastic. Yeah. And there was and there was one man with beautiful hair. Oh yes, I I think if you if you look back at the the Dublin Tech Summit kind of wrap up video that we did, you could just kind of see we just had the crack with loads of cool companies and cool people. Yeah, we did. We did. And what's the deal with the naming situation? Yeah, the, our, na- our, the naming first... it. The naming yeah, in, in startups is gone to shite. Not that we're much better, buddy. Hey, we we've been through that. We've been through that, and we've got it sorted. We are now Goose.ie, and people can pronounce it. Goose 3D is dead. By the way, we were never called Goose 3D. Everybody called us that, but that was never our name. It was always Goose. And that will bring us perfectly onto the first product that you said you found. Yeah, is it my bueno? My ono, my bueno, my kinder bueno, who knows? <laughs> my kinder bueno is exactly what I was thinking of. Um, but yeah, cool product for a start. Um, so yeah, really nice looking product. Um, it's like, it looks like it's like titanium or aluminum or something, but I think you were saying it's just like cased or something like that? Yeah, um, I, ha- I kind of had a look at it. Um, this is going to sound really stupid, but I did like four years of product design in college. So when I pick up something like that, I go, I go start poking around and going, ooh, new toy. Full nerd. So, yeah, full nerdgasm on it. And it's really light. So it's basically a plastic holding and there's a hollow like slit cut out the base. So that when your man puts it into the wine, that the sensors are able to then pick up the information through the hollow so it's all really really hollow but when you look at it it looks like you're you can throw this at somebody and it's going to cause serious damage yeah but in, reali- in so reality light. in reality it's lighter than a shoe or a sock but, uh, it's about the same weight as a sock depending on the sock of course <laughs> and, a, a, and, a, and a dry sock um well, but yeah so this this thing it's like you said you, you dip it into your wine your red wine and it takes in uh, the three main characteristics, which is uh, strength, acidity, and tannins, and 
God knows what that actually means. But so it takes in the three main characteristics of wine. Um, so if you've got that wine wanker friend that always says, "Ooh, this is a lovely news," um, you can basically tell him to fuck off now because you can actually just tell yourself. Um, so you scan your wine, tells you what kind of wine it is. You kind of top in what smells and flavors you're getting um, because everybody is a little bit unique. And then you scan the label and then the app matches up your wine and your taste with all these other wines that you'd like. Um, now, at the minute, the app is... So I think the overall, they said it costs about 90 euros, I think, for the gadget. Um, I think that's obviously where they're making the money because I think the app is free. The database of wine is free. You can actually download that and play with it now. Um, I think the database of wine is very French-oriented. Obviously, it's a French product, um, but the database is full of kind of rare French wines. Like, you're not getting any of your Castiel del Diablo or whatever it is. Like, that's but my own personal we wine of choice. But this is what we were talking about the other day about this. We were saying that at the moment, because it's a French company run by a French bloke in France, and now they're expanding, and it's actually the customer, it's the user who's actually creating the database. So if, yeah. Martin, scans a, if Martin scans a wine and he gives it a two-star rating and goes, that's bollocks, I don't want it. And then I go and I scan a different wine. My wine goes also into the database, and that might suit his taste, and his wine might suit my taste. So judging from the graphs and everything like that, it'll match up wines with you. And so the more people that are using the interface and using the app over time, it's going to increase the selection. So I suppose when it comes to Ireland, you will get... I think mainly when it comes to the UK and Ireland, you're going to see a big change there because I think we're not countries that really produce wine. So we have yeah. shelves of everything. We're more consumers. We consume wine. <laughs> yes. But, but um, yeah, over time the database will grow, I think. But um, yeah, well, it's like, definitely a cool product. And yeah, absolutely. Getting, getting and wine out of tech summit, you know, who's going to say no? Like, I absolutely agree it's a cool product. But like you said, it's all about building up that database. And I think they do have one small competitor that we were, I wrote about before called Vivino. Um, and like, Vivino is really cool because you just scan the label and... It's a little bit simpler because it doesn't. It goes on just your rating of the wine. So, like, I think it's like one to five stars and how much you paid for it. So, its database is huge because there's no like you can buy wine directly through the app. That's how they make their money. Um, but yeah, so that database is now huge. So that's my Wayno's or my Ono's massive problem is that they need to get that database up and running quick. Um, they need it to be like really big and really good. Because right now, if I had to say, I'd still probably say just play with Vivino. Um, but look, they've got a really cool gadget. It's a, like if you've got that, like I said, the wine wanker friend, um, like 90 quid is a pretty cool gadget to be able to get them to, to sample all their wines. Yeah, true story, true story. And they're apparently branching out into brandy and stuff down the line, which is also shit cool. Look, the second they get rum on that, I'm in. <laughs> Stuffing into a pint of Guinness. The rum, rum all day long. The Captain Morgan, he, I love him. He don't love me. Yeah, I'm actually, I, I've become a, a demon for brandy and port. It ain't cheap, but God, it's good. See this? You, this is getting posh then, like. It's yeah, posh. sorry, I've gone posh again there. <laughs> um, actually, so right, that's my bueno, my ono, my kinder bueno. That's the, <laughs> gonna, that, that's the transition I'm gonna do every time I ever talk about that company ever again. Should we take um, a quick moment to look at all the other funny names that were there? Yeah, actually, go on before before I start start talking about my new friend. Let's talk about the other French one that's called Queer. Queer, yeah, Q U A R E. 
queer. Car- like, they're probably going to claim that's car or something. That was not. It's queer. Um, yeah, that, that was a mad one. You had Rico Hero. You had Fl- uh, Zazu. Or is it Reco Hero? It could be Reco Hero. Well, it could be Reco Hero. You had Rumingo. Uh, you, you had another company just called Mingo. Oh, there's Eaxioni or Axioni. Eaxioni. Yeah, and Zazu. Like, they're just they're just mad. Oh, Kitos or Kaitos? Yeah, I'm. I'm not even gonna try that. It kind of puts it all into perspective, really. Goose wasn't a bad brand at all. <laughs> no, in hindsight, no. But no, no, seriously. Uh, yeah, name it, lads. Take up <laughs> Figure it out, lads. <laughs> Wake up. At least, at least, if you want, if you're gonna give it a ridiculous name. Give us a legend or something underneath. Tell us how we're supposed to pronounce it so we so people like us don't sound ridiculous. Yeah. Give us some phonetics. That's I, yeah, that's all I ask. Not not a lot to ask. Anyway. Can I talk about my new friend? Yes, please do. His name is Chris. <laughs> he, he's not a person, he's a thing. He sits I'm I can't wait to buy one of these. Do you know how much it is of a fine if you get caught using your phone in the car now? Uh probably more than I have right now. About a thousand quid, plus points. Confirmed, more than I have. And so, and somebody might die. So you know. Yeah, driving with your phone, it's you're you're a dick. Yeah, but people do it. Yeah. Let's call a spade a spade here. People do it, and that is where Chris from the German Auto Labs, and I was about to say that in accent, and I decided against it. <laughs> That's a good call. <laughs> but but the German Auto Labs, the program from Chris, uh, it's a little, it's it's kind of like a sat nav or a dash cam essentially in terms of how it looks really pretty looking thing to be honest with you and what it does you stick it to but with a little suction cup this is how beautifully simple this product is suction cup and a, and a cigarette charging port that's it that is absolutely it you get into the car it hooks up to the phone and now you don't need to take your phone out of your pocket at all it works as a sat nav it's completely voice controlled there's an ai element to it and it just means that if you're controlling the music tell the phone if somebody rings you Wave left to say no. Wave right to answer it. And if you need to find out where you're going, just tell it where you're going. And tell you from there. And to be honest with you, the most impressive part of all this, and I definitely was explaining this to you recently, if you're coming into a junction, if you're coming onto a slip of a motorway, off a slip of a motorway, or in my case, reversing into a car parking spot, you know, the, dif- the difficult things about driving, the parts where you have to really, really concentrate. The parts where you have you to get- turn down the radio to concentrate. You know people that do yeah. that? I do that. My, mo- my, my mother turns off the radio. I've never understood that. I don't know how... But anyway. Looking for a house people- number. Turn down the radio, quick. Yeah, I can use my eyes and ears separately. But no, I can't. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically, if you get a notification during this time where you're trying to do one of these turn the radio down moment driving acts, it will not notify you until you've completed the task. It's absolutely yeah. genius. Brilliant, like... I mean... And it's only 300 quid. I know that might sound a lot, but a decent sat-nav is probably going to cost you 150 quid. And then if you're going to buy an Alexa separately, that's another 100 quid. Well, think about it. Like, like all these modern cars now that are coming with, like, you know, Android or Android Auto or iPhone Auto or whatever the official names of those are, which I totally should know off the top of my head. Um, like... You know, they're massive systems. Like, you know, they, they cost a couple of hundred euros to get them added to your car. So if you've got a car that isn't compatible with that, like, it's cool to be able to pay 300 quid and get something that's so advanced that that 
take like so I I know I personally hate like I've got like my my Note Eight. I've got like the magnetic strip on the back of it. And whenever I get into the car, I have to like stick it up. But then if I go to my desk, I've got my wireless charger, and then the magnetic strip doesn't work. Um, it, it blocks the wireless charger. Like that's a, a real first world problem right there. That my Note Eight has a magnetic strip on it that blocks my wireless charging. But like that's <laughs> it's, it's, it, it's imperfect. It doesn't work. It's really annoying. But like yeah. if I could actually get into the car and know I don't even have to touch my phone, oh, like that is so awesome. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing that I thought was incredible about it. And for me, it's, that is a product that shows how innovative the auto industry is when it comes to technology. Ten years ago, people... Bluetooth in a car? as standard? Really? Yeah. Well, didn't exist. I mean, and we say that technology is... People think technology is scary. People think that technology can be terrifying. Let's get in your car. Have a look. Do you know what I mean? The auto yeah. industry, they're the first industry to show constant that they are happy to use technology to improve the customer experience. Things like digital dashboards, things like reversing, you know, reverse cameras, things like inbuilt Bluetooth systems, speaker systems, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. That was all new technology at some point that you were buying as additional add-ons. And Chris could just be the next of that. Joe, in three years' time, that might be pre-built into every Toyota. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I think like it's it's a real like it adds an awful lot of value to a car as well. It adds not, but on top of everything, it adds a huge amount of safety and convenience. And I think I personally think the lads at German Auto Labs, they're a big funded group. They know what they're doing. The product looks amazing. It behaves excellently. It's going to be on sale in Ireland for around three hundred quid come September. He was saying, yeah, and we've already been talking to them about trying to get a couple of demo units for, for hopefully July, August before the launch so that we can get a proper look at that. Yeah, get know, some proper in, demo. In, in, in a real-life real situation similar to when you were out with the Tesla recently. So that's really cool. And we could be looking at you know something that's a future inbuilt feature in cars. So I'm really excited about that company in general. Yeah, and like, like a... Like kind of what I mentioned there a minute ago, I think the, the the big thing is that if you've got an older car, like like I have, I'm driving an 08 Mondeo. If you, if you if you actually when my Tesla review gets published, when I'm finally happy with it, you'll hear me say several times I drive an 08 Mondeo. Um, but like that car didn't have a lot of bells and whistles on it. Like it had, I think an auxiliary an auxiliary connection for the radio, and that was pretty much it. But you know, I you buy two thousand and four Mini. Yeah, well, John, I didn't. I have I have I, nothing in that. I, I didn't what's better than your last car yeah the convertible Peugeot I think people have heard about this before we don't need to talk about my car choices anyway we can leave Chris <laughs> I, I, I think we should leave Chris B at that point um, look but what I think is going to be cool about that is we've now met them at point zero it's going to be so cool to catch up with them in a year's time and see where they're at and yeah. we did do that with a couple of companies at Tech Summit didn't we Martin oh man like so there's two companies we caught up at Tech Summit um we caught up with Luke from Bamboo. Um, it was really cool to Lovely catch up guy. with him. And oh man, they're a real success story for the last twelve months. Like they've gone from um, standing at Tech Summit to having. A, I think they were in the Google Adopt a Startup program, and um, they they've just created an app that's so bloody cool. I think you got to give it a proper test drive, right? I did. The review is up on the website and. Please don't question my music choices when you see the pictures that I've thrown on it. There might have been a bit of Justin Timberlake there. But no, it's really, really cool. So all you had to do was 
I ordered the food, I think it was like 11 o'clock, no one I was going for lunch at 1. Strolled down to the place at 1, picked up my bag. There was a chap in the suit there giving me the evils. And I was just like, heh, watch me, I got my food. I'm not queuing for 20 minutes. Went back, ate my food, and actually got to make friends at the same time. Yeah, like there, there's some, like, look, obviously we're talking to all of Ireland here. So I think Bamboo is really just in Ireland or in Dublin at the minute. No, um, I think they've expanded to Cork now, as far as I'm aware. Oh, they have gone to Cork. That is correct. Um, Lads, get to Limerick. We've got Chicken Hut. Best place you're ever going to eat, just saying. And I have seen the queues in Chicken Hut. Bamboo would be a lifesaver. Um, but yeah, no, like it's... Um, like I got a push notification today from Bamboo and it was like five euro burritos in Burrito and Blues. And I was like, what? So like you could just jump on that. like And like you're getting a great price. Then you jump down. Like, you know, for me, Burrito and Blues would actually be quite a walk. Um, but for a fiver, you're walking it. Oh, for a fiver, I'd walk it. But as well as that, knowing that as soon as I get there, I literally just like, I do like a flyby of the of the counter and pick up my burrito and straight back out the door again. Like there's no no hanging around. Your food is ready and you get to skip the whole queue. That is a special feeling. And that's been cool to see where they've gone to where they are now. Yeah. And then um, there was our other lovely friend. Yeah. Chris, right? From Dwell Down. Yeah. Not 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 Chris the car thing. Chris no. the person. Because <laughs> actually that's where I thought we were going a minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> I was no, like, he's Chris Dwelder? Oh, the car thing. He's actually one of the nicest people I think I've ever met. He's just so smiley. Oh, man. Like like I said, like a lot of people we met up with were so happy. But like, it's so cool to meet up with Chris because we met him like Bamboo at, at year one. Um, then we got to see him again this year. Again, oh, his website's rocking. He's got Google Adopt a Startup as well. He's... Um, not saying that all companies that we talk to or get near get into the Google Adopt a Startup program, but, you know, there's a track record there. Um, we're a lucky charm. <laughs> exactly, we're a lucky charm. And, and what's more Irish than a lucky charm? <laughs> but, uh, so Dwell Down is this really cool website that you get to rate your accommodation on. So if you're renting a place, you can review the landlord, the communications that you had. Um, the location that you're in, the kind of the building quality, all this kind of stuff. Because obviously in Ireland right now, there's a housing crisis. The accommodation is super expensive and it's often super shit. So Dwell Down kind of gives you a way to check all that out. And they've partnered up in... On that, have you seen some of the places that for rent around Dublin at the minute? I'm pretty sure I saw somebody's shed going for about a grand a month there recently. Uh, Like Inch Car or something like that. There's... there's, I remember seeing a, a primetime documentary one night where, like, a person's toilet was in their kitchen. Like, the some stuff is scandalous. Um, but, like, that's what Dwell Down is here to do. And even, like, if you're now looking for a gaff on myhome.ie, they're actually pulling in Dwell, Dwell Down's reviews into their website. And Chris was yeah. saying they're getting, like, thousands and thousands of, of, of data requests from my home to, to get the reviews in. So, I think Dwell Down is going to be... Like it's just it's it's so good to see a really good company run by a really cool guy having such a good twelve months. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that was a good takeaway from the tech zone in general was getting the chance to catch up with people that we met a year ago. I mean, we have been in touch with them over the year. Like we don't kind of like, abandon ship after we speak to them. We like you know keeping in touch, seeing how everything's going. Yeah, we update so our articles just... sometimes, and it was so cool to just catch up with these guys and see what they've done in a year and. 
it's just like, okay, it's going to be even better now to go back now in DTS 19 and see. These two guys could be speakers next year. Yeah, and like, I think that's kind of what we want to do with Goose. Like, you know, it's it's like, sure, we're completely focused on the people of Ireland, the actual technology users. But at the same time, we kind of focus on the startups of Ireland and kind of, we're like the middleman. We're like, that's a really cool piece of technology that Chris is after creating with Dweldown. Let's show the people of Ireland why they should be using this and like feed feed him with users and he feeds them with a great service. And that's kind of what we do. We just stand back and make sure that happens. Yeah, basically, we just, it's kind of a nice gig. And it's like, here, people, this, this is good. And then yeah. to these guys, it's like, yeah, we'll tell them it's good. It's nice. It's nice middle ground. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We, we have the easy job. And actually, I'm, I think that actually brings me into the final company I'd like to talk about. Oh, I think I know where you're going with this. Do you? I think you do. Another one of these apps that we, fo- that we found, that we had a lovely chat with, um, Amy was her name, wasn't it? Yes, yes. that is the one. And they're, and they're a bunch of students. Just students. They're sitting their exams at the moment in Trinity. God bless their souls. And if you're listening to it, back to study and you'll listen to it later. No, pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> but, but again this is a, a, another lovely app that we felt after speaking some we were like how can we not write an article about this this is something that people really need to understand the app is called keep appy it is an app that, um, to, to help people with their mental health and their mental well-being and wellness and all that kind of stuff and i think it really resonated with myself and dean especially considering we're living in limerick right now and there has been an epidemic over the last couple of years in terms of you know, young people, in, it's probably myself and Dean's age category, committing suicide. Mm. And whether it's because the service, I don't know whether it's a service issue, whether it's an it's a upbringing thing of be a man or whatever it is, but the fact of the matter is there is a problem with mental health, with stigmas around mental health in Ireland. And if you're not in a place where you want to talk about it quite yet, even though you should and that's the best advice if you are feeling down go and talk to somebody but if you're just having a bad day and you think you could do with a bit of help keep happy it's 100% an app that you should download I've actually downloaded it myself I know Dean has and it's brilliant do you like you you were talking to myself Martin what did you think yeah I think I think you've hit the nail on the head there like you know it kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier about who's the decision makers and stuff and like you know, generations, recent generations of, uh, of the Irish public talking about mental health was a sign of weakness, you know. Um, it was really uncomfortable to talk about it. And, like, some of these people that think like that, they're the decision makers in our government. So, like, to see, like, students coming out and creating this app, um, it's really inspirational. Like, you know, and they've gone off, they've gotten help from, like, really specialist individuals or really prefer, like specialist professionals. That's um, the part they've that given, really sold it for me. Yeah, like they've actually had the common sense to go and talk to people that know what they're talking about to power this app. Um, I mean, and all, and all you do is you tell you put in like your mood for the day, how you're feeling, and it'll come back with things like inspirational quotes that might help your mood. It'll give you challenges, things that you need to do that will help release endorphins to help you feel better. Whether it's, you know, get bit more sleep whether it's drink more water do more exercise you can set your own challenges you can and if you're in real trouble 
there's a couple of attachments to helplines in there and I was talking to them recently and they said they're adding another four into that like helpline section. Oh, so if you have got to, if you have got to the point where the app is no longer helping, you have quick access to the people that you need to talk to before you know bad things happen. And I just think an app that gives people just a leg up it's all that that's that's all it is it's just giving people a leg up where if they're not feeling good they can joe they know they're not feeling good they put that into the app and whether it's just getting joe a nice thing said to them or saying okay well you set this goal for the week you know let's get on it Joe. these type of things anything that promotes good mental health anything that i mean there's articles there's the quotes there's the challenges there's there's a lot going on in it I really can't recommend it highly enough. I think if you're in college at the moment, just download it. If you're in work and working in a stressful job, you know you might be perfectly fine. You might not have any problems. Just bloody download it. You know you might you don't know when you're just going to have a bad day where you might just need that little bit of a pickup. And to see a group of Irish students create a program like this that has a worldwide, you know, application. It's it's stunning to see, and I think using technology to solve a problem as obvious as this in Irish society is just it's just sim- simply beautiful. So I'm I was delighted to talk to them. Yeah, absolutely. Like so sometimes it's hard to talk to other people and to have an app there as a trigger or something like that to get you going or to give you that little push to get some help. Like absolutely, it's a no brainer. And like the app is free. I think everybody should have it. Give give it a try because like. I think a lot of people as well think that mental health is only a thing you think about when it's when it's going bad or when you're having a negative experience. But I think it's of no harm to always be in tune with your mental health. And if you think everything is good right now, kind of there's no harm in using an app like this to kind of benchmark yourself so you know when stuff gets bad. Or even if you are happy and you're feeling good, why not keep it that way? Exactly. You know, use the app. Use the app. Uh, you know, why not try out the app to see if on the days where you know you're having a crappy day in work that you might be able to just get that little bit of edge to get back to a level playing field and you know if it's promoting exercise if it's promoting good behaviors around mental health and it's and it's giving people the option to talk i think you know if it saves one life then that's you know proof proof done i don't care what yeah. what they do after that if it saves one person it's made it's made its mark yeah absolutely. I, I, I don't think i can praise them as highly as i can and i i know you know that you know this mental health thing is something that's very close to me in terms of family and myself and just obviously growing up in the air in limerick and see you know, all these kind of things it's just something i've seen enough of and yeah. having a platform like that, I can't, I can't praise them highly enough for what they're doing and, you know, props to them and I hope they achieve everything that we hope they can achieve. Yeah, I believe that they're, I don't know if they're actually publicly looking for funding or they have a competition in San Diego. So I don't know yes. if, if anybody's listening and they, they actually, they run some kind of business or they, they're possibly, I don't know, an investor or something. Um yeah, maybe check them out because they're heading to a competition in San Diego and they could they could use a bit of help. Yeah, hands down. I think I'm happy to wrap things up at that, Martin. How are you? Yeah, like I think we could talk about Web Summit or Web Summit. <laughs> oh shit. No, uh, Dublin Tech Summit. Bro. 
we could probably talk about Dublin Tech Summit for another two hours. So yeah, I think we should probably oh, easily wrap it up. Yeah, damn right. And so right to finish it off, Martin. Thank you very much for coming on again. I know it was kind of a short notice and everything about losing the last week's footage and having to go again. So you know, <laughs> like I said, it's for... it's a scar or it's a it's a badge of honor. Every podcast has to go through, I believe. So yeah, no, thank you, and I will happily let you wrap it up by giving the social handles. Tell them everybody where they can find us, and we can wrap it up with that. Yeah. So generally speaking, if you go onto anywhere and just type in Goost, that's G O O S E D. Uh, I always hesitate. You'll be able to find us. Uh, so that's at Goost underscore IE on Twitter or forward slash Goost on Facebook. We're also on Instagram, occasionally on Snapchat. And never on Vero, which was a weird social media that I don't know why it existed. Yes. You can also find the podcast called TechYurt on any of the podcasting platforms that you'd normally use, except for probably Spotify, because meh. It is so hard to get onto Spotify. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, thank you all for listening. And the last thing I'd like to say to our listeners is, be sound. Give us a review. Whether you like it or not. Give us a review. If it's not if you're not, if it's not your thing, please tell us why. We're always looking to make this podcast as good as we can for everybody. We're just not even the podcast, the website in general, every aspect of what we do, we want to make the best possible solution for our readers, our listeners, whoever you are. So if you have an opinion and you think we can do something better or you'd like us to talk about something in particular or do something differently, please let us know. And if you think we're awesome, give us the five stars and say, I buy the leads. <laughs> buy the leads. And on that note, good night, good luck, good morning. Whenever you're listening to it, have a good one. Bye-bye, everybody. Good luck. Bye-bye.